Hello, F3 community, and thank you for tuning in to episode three. In this episode, Chris and I take a dive into the question of what is healthy? We discuss everything from physical health to mental health. I'm sure it's a conversation we will engage in several more times as we move this podcast along. But as you listen in, I want you to ask yourself, what is healthy and what can you do to be healthier? Again, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe. Follow us on our social media platforms as we look to continue growing in this podcast space. Well, well, well. Good morning, Chris. How goes it today? Phenomenal. Salutations, friends. How are we doing? How are we doing? Good to see you. Man, I wanted to uh, kind of open up with a quote that I saw that kind of leads us into our, our conversation today. Uh, the quote reads, the less we move, the more pain we are in when we do move, causing us to move less. The only way to overcome pain from moving is to move more. Um, today, we're talking about what is healthy. Um, and both of us coming from that fitness background, I'm curious your thoughts as you hear that that quote. That, I mean, that's that's I love that. That is it's, it's beautiful. It, it literally is what it is. It's it's your, your heart. You're going to have heart is life. Hard is you're gonna to have to make a choice with hard no matter what. Staying in the gym consistently is hard. Mm-hmm. Sitting on your butt, not making any changes in life, I believe personally is even harder. Right. But both are hard. Right. It's just what's your heart gonna be? Yeah. And is it gonna be a direction heart. taking you forward or direction taking you back? Uh, J.C. Maxwell, he's a motivational speaker from all the world. He connects. He speaks at Amway every now and then. He uh, one of his quotes is uphill, 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 right. uphill. Do it now. Do it now. Uphill, uphill. Do it now. Life's an uphill battle. And yeah. it never never stops being uphill. The wind doesn't stop blowing you. You just get stronger, you get more resilient, you get used to those barricades, those blockades, right. those barriers. You start to smile at them. And obstacles. I, the more the more obstacles we overcome, the more confident we are that we can overcome them. 100%. I feel like um, not moving allows us to build our I can't muscle. Right, like when you sit long enough, you start saying, I can't do it, man, I can't do this, this is so, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, it's, it's, it's not that you can't, it's a reflection of what you are doing. Because you're not doing it, you think that you can't. But you 100% can. I think one of the big challenges is we visualize ourselves at our end goal. And we don't think about the process. Exactly the journey of how we get there. Either that or we think, and and men are notorious for this, right? We think about what we did in high school. Oh man, when I was in high school, I was benching this, I was squatting this. I called the Uncle Rico syndrome from holding dynamite. <laughs> Back in 82, right. coach would've put me in, we'd've been high right. school. I'd be in a, in a hot tub soaking up my soulmate somewhere. Right, so then what did we do our first workout? We're like, oh, when I was in high school, oh, I used to bench 225. Right. Let me just go ahead and himself. do 225 on the bench, but I haven't lifted in 25 years. And next thing we know, right, we we throw our back out. And now we, right? You even, you even hurt even more. You even, you even push yourself back even more now, yeah. even further. How about we start with a push-up before we throw the two and a quarter right. on walk, the bench? Walk before we run. Walk, walk before, before we, run. we run, right? Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, today um, we're discussing the subject, what is healthy? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Chris and I both come from a fitness background, a little bit different angles. Uh, me on a, the personal training side, Chris on the yoga side. Um, I've been training for 18 years. Chris, how, how long have you been teaching yoga? Yoga's new. Yoga's about five years. Okay. Yoga's about five years. Training for myself, practicing yoga, that's been about, even in the gym, 20 years, always staying active with 
I used to play gym rec ball at the gym, about to get back into that. Softball on the side too as right. well. Even going back to that quote too, another one, it reminds me of a quote that uh, we don't slow down because we get old. We get old because, because we, we slow, slow down. down. 100% right. facts. People, people forget that. Yeah. Um, I was talking with a friend about things and like, you know, the hangovers are so much worse now. You know, you get older, the hangovers are worse. I was like, you know what? I don't think the hangovers are that much worse. I think what's happened is over time, your tolerance has got up. So by you drinking, yeah. you're, you're intaking more alcohol. So your body has to break down more the next morning. And then two, when you're a kid, you had no responsibilities. You're like, I got a yeah. hangover. So what? I ain't got crap yeah. to do. I'm going to go. I'll wake up when paper. I wake up. Right. But now that alarm job, still goes off. Much, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got no important job. Nobody's lives are in my hands. I ain't got no kids. I got to worry about me eating. Right. But now you have a hangover with all the responsibilities. You got a job and you have to work the next day. You have a spouse you have to deal with or a partner. Right. You have kids you have to deal with. The stresses in life already. Maybe your your parents are doing things as well. Right. They get a little bit older. So I don't think I think just life has changed and things change. Then your responsibility level changes. So then when you're wasted drunk with that hangover, you're like, what did I do to myself? Was yeah. it even worth it last night? Yeah. I'm too old for this. And somehow we forget what it feels like and go back and do it again. It's chaos. Yeah. I mean, alcohol is it's it's a good one. Alcohol is a good one. I think it's one of the only drugs on earth that we use to celebrate and to grieve simultaneously. Oh, wow. Not the only one. What else? Food. All right. Food's a good one. But see, and we yes. don't, but we don't we'll look at, that food, way, right. at food that way, right? It is, you're right. It, but, but it absolutely is, right? We want to even more dangerous. We want to, yeah, in many because we get we do it every day. Now, some people drink every day, right? But man, I was, and that's funny. I was just talking to my wife about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I can remember when my aunt died, or no, it was when my great grandmother died, and my aunt had some ladies from the church over making breakfast. And um, forgive me for this, but one of the lady, she had the arms, right? That her arms are really, really big. And I'm just looking at her cooking and she fried up all this bacon, right? I mean, the bacon was stacked, you know, probably six, seven inches high on the plate. Now I don't eat bacon, so I wasn't eating that anyway. However, um, she then took the eggs, right? Scrambled them up and just dumped them in the, in the baking. Like she didn't clean it. Like dumped them in the, and I was like, man, I'm going to just eat a few biscuits. I I was waiting for the eggs, but I don't eat my eggs like that. <laughs> he said, no, no. That, That's so awesome. That, I can feel the taste in you. That ain't voice. for me. Just give me the jelly or the honey for these biscuits, and I'm going to just, you know, have a carb breakfast. Um, but I, I couldn't do it. But we get into those situations, right? As we, we're talking about health, we get into those situations and we act like we don't know. Right. Like, you know you shouldn't dump eggs in that amount of bacon grease because it's a, it's going to absorb so much of it. Now, it, is, it now, is it ignorance or is it a choice? It's an absolute choice. but And I can't... Because I'm having this conversation with the fam right now. And, yeah. and it's, 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 for example, I'm just learning, even at 40... And buying groceries. I'm just learning how to buy groceries. I'm still haven't even perfected it yet, but to the point where I'm understanding now that because I'm you know mostly on the vegetarian vegan side, right, right, you right. know, get 99 percent of the time, 98, 95. <laughs> I live. But when I go to the grocery store, the things I'm purchasing are getting going to be eaten that day or within that next week, next two to three days. Like I have right. a meal plan for this stuff. Like, right. And then what I pretty much do every week is the next week I'll get a different lot of produce, like a different set of veggies, a different set of fruits. But I just do it for that week. That's all I'm eating that week is the stuff I buy that right. that time. Um, but I just, I see my, my, my family 
and they'll, I mean, stuff is dying left and right. They get tomatoes, we got tomatoes. They're, yeah, they're getting yeah, yeah. garlics and onions and stuff, we got it already. But it's just like this thing where we go into stores, like we have this inventory, but we're really not inventorying. Well, some, sometimes I think they're impulse buys. Like I, mm-hmm. I get a lot of bad stuff on impulse personally when I'm in the store. But then I, I think also we don't, we're not great planners. Right. Right. And I think eating well takes a plan. Mm-hmm. You don't just naturally walk into a, a life of eating well, especially in our environment, right? 100%. Like food is a little bit too convenient to stop. And a lot of people just simply, I'm really amazed at how many people that are our age and simply cannot cook. Like that's just an, um, it's crazy. To it's, me. it's crazy that's to crazy me. me. That's so backwards. Like, right. What do you, it's, it's, and when people say they don't have time, that bugs me out because, like, I, you know, I might drive down the road at night and I'm looking at the drive through and like a Chick fil A or a Whataburger, and I'm looking at that last car thinking, from the time it's going to take you to get the to food, get the get food and get back home, you could have cooked the whole meal. Easy. And it would have been hot and ready. Yeah. Now this food is cold. Somebody else is preparing it. Right. But they, because they didn't plan, right, they have to go that route. Or Uber Eats. That's something I just cannot yeah, understand. I, I, I've I've never done it. Just I can't. I did it at work a couple of times when I was like at a at a bar or something. I didn't have a break in the middle. I was like, I need to get something to eat. But I mean, after the two times, I was like, they ruined me. I was yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm paying triple the price for this, and it's still so, it's not even hot. And it, it is a financial thing for and me it's not even to, pretty. to why I don't do it. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. No now way. I got to pay a little bit extra. And tip the driver, and the drivers deserve to be tipped. And there's a delivery charge already on top of that as well. Right. And the foods already took a, a, a percentage. So when I started, increase. there was only one place that I was ordering from, like during the pandemic. And what I would do is I would just call and go pick it up. Like, and it was a Thai food restaurant. So by the time I called, took the 15 minutes to drive there, it was ready when I got there. But I didn't want to pay the extra cost for somebody. Like, I'm watching. Um, in my neighborhood, there were houses where literally lunch and dinner was delivered every night. And I'm like, where do they work? How do they afford this? I, I, now, I, it ain't for me to be in nobody's pocket. So if that's what you do, and you know, if you need a play cousin that you want to send some money to, I'm available. To adopt, but adopt. like, it has to be expensive. Like, yes. living is expensive. Living already. I can't imagine eating out every day. When I lived in Santa Clarita, I used to work at a breakfast place at 6 in the morning till 2. And then sometimes I would go to uh, Salt Creek, which is like a night steakhouse. And then even after that, like do a mid at Salt Creek, then do a late night shift at Tilted Kilt, which is a bar. Right. There's some days I would see people three times a day. That's crazy. I would see regulars three times a day, having drinks, having food, three times a day. Yeah, that adds up. But we don't we don't take the time to really think that about way. that, yeah, right? Look at that like, way. no, when people be like, man, I don't like. So we like to travel, right? And a lot of times we've invited cubs. We're like, oh man, I just can't afford it. But I'm like, I can see how much you eat out. Like, hey, cut back on that some, and you can see the world. You know what I mean? Honestly, we but, but it's probably it's it's just what you said. It's, yeah. it's about the journey and that and that destination. We yeah. have so much trouble with focusing on the journey. Yeah, so much trouble organizing our steps to get to the journey. Yeah. Um, but as as we talk about what is healthy, if if somebody, if that question is proposed to you, what is healthy? Um, how do you respond to that? It's not a certain thing. To me, it's not a certain thing. It's not a certain place. Number one, I think it's a state of mind, mm-hmm. all first and foremost, state of mind. Because I think I think you can actually be physically completely unhealthy, but mentally so healthy that it doesn't matter. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. To where your mind is just right, where you're just content with like this is just a this is just a body, and I don't really. Yeah. So to that point, I do think a lot of people who are aesthetically in great shape are mental wrecks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 definitely not all. Like some have put it together, but I think some people have this warped sense of what their body looks like, and that's their driving force as to why they work out the way that they do. I think it goes back to moderation, too. Right? Like, uh, you know, I I imagine the child who their parent or somebody in their family always made a comment about their body. Oh, you gained a little weight. Oh, you sure are looking a little thick. You're doing... Right? You don't realize that psychological impact. Mm -hmm. You know, like years ago, um, (laughs) I have a cousin who is about to turn 100 this year. Lord bless her. But, you know, at a certain age, people think that they get to say whatever to people, right? And I remember her coming in the house and saying to my cousin, like, ooh, your hips just keep spreading. And I'm like, that's, you don't say that to people. Like, you like you don't know what this person's image is of their own body. Right, And you right. come in and, like, you just Hit have no filter. Right. And you don't understand there's a psychological I'm side with right there, to too. what you say to people. So they might laugh it off in the moment, but inside you've just wounded okay, them. Man, right. You know what I mean? So, and I've, I've just, I've learned that in this training space over the years, the way people feel about their bodies even oftentimes having great bodies oftentimes have a negative view of their body, right? So we have to be mindful of that. So there's two angles. I think when people are in great physical shape but don't recognize it, then something is off with their mental health, right? But then there are people who just their physical health is just in a mess, right? So looking at some statistics, and this is really scary, uh, currently, the national obesity rate is 41.9%. Right? One in two people. Yeah, obesity being defined as a, a BMI, which I don't really think that BMI is the best standard, but it is what it is. Uh, BMI over 30%. So current national rate is 41.9%. That's scary enough. But one of the things that's scarier is from 1999 to 2017, it went from 30.5% to 41.9, which is a huge growth that comes at a cost. I was reading the other day as we talked about what we want to discuss today, the estimated cost of obesity is $173 billion annually. Um, And it scares me because now things are just simply marketed for profit based on obesity. And it's not the direction of, hey, let's help people get healthier it's kind of creating an easy way out for some, right? Or just put them on a medication to keep them alive. And it's not really helping at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we need to learn how to move more and how to eat better and how to get psychologically sound um, so that we could get into a point, at a point of creating a healthy environment for ourselves. I, I, I believe it just starts with intention and, and, and not just, and once again, just not intention with all the just, totally completely the things you consume but definitely there first it's just imagine if you had a, a car a vehicle and somebody said hey this vehicle is going to be with you for your entire life you only get one of these what would you do would you make sure the oil's changing that car would right. you make sure the tires rotated yeah it and may not be the cleanest car all the time right we only get one body yeah so why, not that it needs to be treated like a lamborghini but 
it's your only one. Yeah. It should be treated like a Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, uh, a quote that's not with stress that I like that uh, a wise man once told me in one of my bars is that grass doesn't grow on a busy street. Mm. So if you're moving, if you're moving, there's no time for sickness to catch up with you. There's no time for really fat to hang on to you because you're moving, right. you're going. How's it going to stay up with you because you're always doing something? A uh, new documentary I just uh, watched on TV, it's called Supercharged. And their whole process is, yeah, it's good to go to the gym and put a good workout in, but what are you doing the rest of the day? Yeah. Some people do is go put that workout in and it's like, I deserve to take a break because I worked out for two hours real good today. Right, right, then right. the rest of the day is just sedentary, you know? The rest of the day is just sitting around, drinking, eating, whatever. But it needs to be a whole day of things. So with the supercharge, their mindset was, instead of just carving out a big workout in the gym, why not just work out all day long? Mm. Why not? There's a bunch of mini workouts the other day. Never take an elevator. Yeah. Anytime you're in a parking lot, park as far as you possibly can away from it. Maybe do some lunges, some calf raises on the way there. Right. Um, wake up in the morning with jumping jacks, push-ups, a few squats, right. body Get, Getting squats. the body moving. Just body moving. Just moving. Yeah. Just moving. Yeah. It's just a little bit of movement. And and we miss that. Um, one of, you know, we were talking before we, uh, we, we pressed record about why does it take tragedy to take people move, to, to make people move. And I had a quote here. Um, from Tony Robbins, it says, change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. But still back to that question, why does it take a doctor to say, hey, Chris, look, right? The clock is ticking. Right, you, you, you're on the wait list for 600 pound life. Like, you need you need to do something now. And you're thinking, I want to get on the show and have them tell me what to do. No, like, you know, like there's certain, you know, I wonder all the time, like, I look at that show, 600 Pound Life, and I'm thinking, at 300 pounds, did I not think maybe I should? But it's a, it's a slow it's a slow roll. Is it's it? A, it's a slow roll. It's, it's from, a slow it's from, roll. It's, it's from three to six slow. It's slow. It's 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 not. It's definitely not a week. It's definitely it takes work. It yeah, takes yeah, work. Yeah. Like I mean, I was I was talking to a friend. I was like, just as much work that person put in to get big, I put in the same amount of work just on the opposite end of the spectrum. The same. It hmm. takes work because. Those 600-pound people, what was it? I was, I was, I, a, a while ago, I watched a show, and it was, what, eight bowls of cereal, 14 pieces of toast in the morning? Somebody's got to prepare that. You don't wake up one day and just start macking yeah, 14 yeah, yeah, pieces yeah, of toast yeah. and eight bowls of cereal. That's a slow, that, you're stretching that stomach slowly, surely. Yeah. And then you're talking about five to 10 pounds every few months, five to 10 pounds, five to 10 pounds. So you're not slowly noticing. Then you look up one day, and it's like, got dog. But see, I guess what I think that's true when you're talking. And I'm not like, saying fast. I'm not saying it's slow either. I'm just saying like. Right. So I, I think that way, that slow increase when you're talking about a person who looks up and they've gained 50. Mm -hmm. But when you've doubled your weight, like from three to six. You put in work. I, I just. You put in work. I, I, I realize. And you know what? Maybe it's, you know, all the clothes that they wear have to be big. So you're not realizing like how much weight you're gaining. But I gotta imagine it's, it, it's continued like pain on your joints and you notice I, I already can't move much, now I can't move at all. Right. Like those indicators, like I, I get the 10 pounds a year, right? And at some, so now you look up five years later and you're 50 pounds heavier, I actually get that, right? right? But it's, it's the extremes that mm -hmm. I don't get, right? And, and I'm, I just, I'm just challenged with that. Um, because you could work out every day and still gain 10 pounds a year. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things, and I hope everybody hears me on this, we make the assumption that because I'm working out often, now I have the freedom on the nutritional side 
to eat what I want. And that's right. that's not the case, not right? The the average person probably only burns somewhere between three and six hundred calories in a good workout, right? You know how easy it is to eat Get a bag of potato chips. Yeah. Well, you know, we're across the street from Dutch Brothers. Go get a Dutch Brothers coffee. <laughs> right? I forget the I forget the name of their most popular coffee, but I looked it up one day and it was like eight hundred calories. Stopped me in my tracks. And a coffee. Yeah. So it's like a caramel mocha latte yeah. switch with a it's couple a, of all I'm, that fun stuff. I'm a, I'm a I'm a look it up. Um but it's it's Dutch Brothers coffee. And they have a... And just having that every day. People have that every day. And people day. have it every, every day. day. Every single day. So stop. I do remember there was a... Um, when I worked in corporate years ago, I used to love going to Starbucks and getting the caramel macchiato. Mm-hmm. I also used to love going to Cheesecake Factory and get the carrot cake. And one day... <laughs> one day there was a... Um, there was a article in Men's Health Magazine... And it was like 10 things a man should never put in his body. One of them was the carrot cake from the Cheesecake Factory. Another one was the caramel macchiato. <laughs> you got to, you're like, <laughs> I feel attacked. It was just a double whammy, right? What day? Like, this this out a little bit. But at the time, this was before I got into fitness, right? So when I saw that that caramel macchiato was like 800-something calories, I had no clue. That it was that, right? I'm thinking, you know, coffee don't have calories, so maybe some of the additives, but that much? Lots of additives. It's right? intentional. It's yeah. intentional. And then it's the, intentional. the sugar bomb that is the carrot cake is kind of like, ugh. <laughs> like that, this is a lot. Oh, what a, have you do, Have you heard about the Bloomin' Onion? You know about the Bloomin' Onion. The, the um, Outback? Outback Chili's has one and two. You're talking about 6,000 calories. Some people come in there and eat that by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, it's an onion. Yeah. Yeah. But um hold on a second. Let me let me look up these uh this, the calories. I do want to be specific. But uh going back to the cost though, one of the things that I think about is my grandmother who was a type one diabetic. But this happens to a lot of type two diabetics, which is oftentimes brought on by weight gain, but she had to take dialysis every other day. And I'm like, man, what is the cost of that when you do that for years, right? So for the person who is in that situation, it's not just the cost financially, but dude, that's a big time cost, Somebody right? Help you with what, that. what is the cost of your current health situation? And not just monetarily when we look at it, right? There are so many factors in there that add up to the overall cost, your relationship cost, your financial cost, your energy cost, right? There's a lot that... Goes into that. I think health has to do with the environment you're in as well. Yeah. The relationships you build with people. That that was something that really, I'm going to say perturbed me, but I learned a whole lot from California was where it was, California's smoke and mirrors anyways, but I mean, it's LA, it's Hollywood, it's really not anyone's fault. But of how many, when, when, when COVID came through, how many people were like, you know he was healthy, you know that person was healthy. And it's just, right. if, if we'd have talked about this before that, these people, it's, it's all of a sudden the health, the health standards have dropped to be like, well, he, he, he could walk, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he got up and went to work yeah. or even, or even somebody be like, oh, you know, no, my uncle, he was a health nut. He was in the gym all the time. Did he drink alcohol? What was his diet? Yeah, there are, there were other factors stress? outside There's of that. so many other factors. And yeah, you can go to the gym and lift weights. There are people that lift weights every day at the gym right now and not getting any results and still just yeah. in their will. Yeah. So listen to this. If you go to Dutch Brothers, turn the volume up. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the deal the golden eagle it's uh 
apparently one of the most popular drinks over at uh, Dutch Brothers. A large 1,000 calories, 31 grams of fat, um, 153 grams, no, I'm sorry, 141 grams of sugar, a medium 780 calories, 24 grams of fat, and 112 grams of sugar. And this is just a drink. This is just a drink. It's a coffee drink. A small, right? Because you might think, oh, I'm just, because people say this, oh, I just had a little right, bit, right. right? So I just had the small, a small 580 calories, um, what's that? 18 grams of fat and 84 grams of sugar, right? So the average person's uh, diet should be around 1,600, 2,000 calories, right. somewhere in there, right? Well, 500, even in a small, right? If you got a 2,000 calorie diet, a small is more than a fourth, right. right? More than a fourth of your daily nutritional content. That's just a drink. And people ain't full And that's just that. a drink. People ain't full off that. And believe, they having breakfast with right. that. I was about to say, they probably getting some croissants or pastries yeah. or something. Yeah, about to put themselves in a diabetic coma. <laughs> we are. We <laughs> And clueless about it, right? And we just, I, I think one of the challenges, we don't really educate ourselves about food, right? I, uh, I used to do nutrition challenges, and I felt like it worked great because I wasn't telling people what to eat. Mm -hmm. I broke down their macros. Hey, this is, how many, this is how much protein you need, how many carbs you need, how much fat you need. Now, you need to log your food and figure it out. And my, my reasoning for that was because I realized, like, if, if you just give somebody a meal plan, one, they're not going to eat that every day. Right. It's just not possible. And it may not be things they like. It may not it's be things they like, right? So it's it just like creates a mess. Man. But if they can if they can figure it out for themselves, right? They log their food like, ooh, I had no idea that this was this many calories. I need to scale back here. Okay, I can only eat half the sandwich. Right. Oh, look right. at the way this goes up when I eat, you know, nuts. I got to make sure I'm using a serving and not just endlessly or mindlessly eating them. I uh, recommend my clients as well to get a blood test because right. you know there's certain things that just go along with your with your genetic makeup. Yeah, there's like that that uh, eat for your blood type. Right. Yeah, and I haven't done it. I should do that. Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. I need I'm stuff like that. I'm going to book for that right now, but I have a, I'm actually planning on doing one very soon because I'm challenging myself coming up. It's kind of like a hard 75, but I want to make it sustainable. Right. Uh, but yeah, definitely get a blood test. Just to, just, I just and that's that's something else too. I just think. I think that's also a part of being healthy as well, is knowing yourself. Like going back to that person, like to know what you like, to know what things you excel at, what things you're not good at. Right. Um, to know what things you like, to know how you react in certain situations. I think that's a part of health by being honest with yourself. Right. So I, to that point, I feel like, or I think health is a multitude of things. There's your physical health. Um, there's your mental health. Mm -hmm. There's your spiritual health. Yes, sir. I even think there's a relational health component, right? Being in unhealthy relationships, both romantic and non-romantic, can cause you... Even at your job. Even at your job, right? Your job. It, it can cause a different type of sickness, right? Like you're wondering why you're depressed. Well, maybe you're around a bunch of depressed people, <laughs> right? And if you already have the propensity for that, right, that... It's just like um, people who are battling addiction. If you're an addict and you are hanging around other addicts, it's going to yeah, be really clear, hard for right, you to get right, clean. Right, impossible. Right? So in many areas of our life, sometimes in order to get healthy, 
we have to change the environment, 100%. right? I, there's a guy that I love on Instagram. He's a uh, kind of religious, spiritual, Christian influencer. And he had this segment the other day when he was talking about when women are trying to um, make their hair healthy again, sometimes they just have to trim a little off so that the new growth can grow in. Right. But sometimes it's so unhealthy that they have to have a big chop. They have to cut it all off. Right. And I think our life force can be field. like that, force right? Force to start from back. Yeah. Like sometimes we, we look at our relationships, look at situations, and we got to trim some people, mm-hmm. trim some situations, right? There's certain places we got to stop going, certain, right? But then there are other times like we have to do the big chop. It's like, hey, man, we've had some great times, but for where I'm trying to go. I can't bring this jump with me. I can't bring you on the journey, right? right? Like, it, I, I, I love you. I'll never stop loving you. But the place that I'm going, that season ain't for you. Right. Right. And it could be for the new you, but not the you where you are right, right now. But here, here's the thing. We need to do that for ourselves. But are we prepared to also have somebody tell us that? Right. Like, Chris, you're a cool dude, man. But this next season of life, I, I got to take this journey alone. It's uh, that's that's funny you're bringing that up. It's uh, my homie, my homie. Uh, like I said, my other business uh, business partner with the production company. We're gonna get start things. Just just with future, we talk quite often about things like this all day, and just how we want to help the kids in the future with everything we're talking about here. Pretty right. much same situation as F three. Uh, we 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 just discuss the different steps you need to take every day. But the last time we had a conversation, I like, look, bro. I'm done with just BSing with people. I'm done talking right. about small ball. I'm done talking about what you're doing or what you're not doing. From now on, it's like we're talking about progressing or how to make ourselves move forward, or right. we're not talking anymore. He's like, I got a friend through ChatGPT now. I don't really need anybody <laughs> else. He's all, he's like, I, don't, I don't really need to ask any questions anybody. Right. I don't need no motivational talks. It's like it, it, there's too much things in, in our hands right now, too many resources that we're not going to use. And he said, even as far as people, if I'm, he said, if, if I got a homie, we talking, we end up on the phone, we BSing about stuff. I'm done with that conversation. Yeah. I'm not, he's like, from this day on, these conversations are about, hey, what are you doing? What do you get going? Yeah. What are things important to you? And then when we talk, we're reviewing, hey, how are those things that you got going? Right. How is that going with this? How's it going with that? So it's it's, it's, it's that growth. Setting up goals and setting up a plan, but yeah. also being with people that are playing. And it just, I think we I think we talked about before other stuff. Like when I was at Amway and around all those people that, just like you said, there is something magical yeah. about being around people that are moving in a certain direction yeah. that you want to go. No matter what, you're pushed. You're thinking about it all the time. Even when you're not around them, you're like, I miss them. Yeah. Then when you get there, you get the goosebump feeling. You get that heightened feeling of endorphin rush. Like, yeah. this is the right area. Your body tells it's you you're the right place. Right. There's an energy, a vibration. Yeah, it's funny. Me and my best friend were talking, uh, you know, through, through COVID, we used to just walk and talk every day. And one of the things we got to talking about, like we are both in this space of growth. And I'm like, man, there was a time like, you know, years ago we were talking, it was it was all like sports talk. Right. And it just hit me one day, like I couldn't remember the last time we talked about sports. Right. Everything had been about family and kids and business. And like, man, we don't even we never talk about sports anymore. It's just an elevated conversation. And we all have to get to that point in life, exactly. right? And we all get to it at, at, at different points. And when we do, there are some people that aren't ready for that. Like, you know, people are like, oh, it's, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. No, yes, it is. Like I, I heard um, uh, Jackie Hill Perry, I was watching one of her videos and she talks about, um, she said, when people say it's not that deep and uh, she was like, well, maybe you should just get out of the shallow end of the pool. Because from where I am, it is that it is deep, crazy, right? Deep and dark. But here's the deal: when you look at the, when, if you just look at a pool, 
the yeah. shallow end and the deep end looks the same. Mm -hmm. But we ain't swimming in the same waters. Right. I can't talk about the shallow stuff because I ain't swimming in that water. Yeah. You can't talk about the deep stuff because you haven't made the journey to swim in these waters. And once you get in those waters, you don't want to go back to shot to the shallow end, right? There, if, if we look at it from, forget the pool, we look at it from the ocean. When we, when we, if we go to the beach and go to the ocean, there are some, there are some beautiful uh, seashells we may find, right? Uh, as we walk through the sand, we may discover some stuff. But if we start venturing out into the deep, we're going to discover some stuff there that's way more beautiful than the stuff that's in that and, shallow and, end. And check this out. At the shallow ends, most of the dead things. The oh, shallow ends and stuff, that's, it, that's, yeah. that's decomposed. It, like it, the sand itself is yeah. the dookie of trigger fish. Yeah, it, uh, it, it washes up to the shore. Exactly. That's not even the, you're, you're, seeing, you're seeing the shells of things. You're seeing the shades. You're uh, seeing the shadows of things. It's not even the real stuff. At right, right, you're, right. You're, remnants of them, the yeah. past lives. When you get down, you actually see stuff living, real yeah. stuff, surviving, yeah. thriving. Wow. That's, yeah. Huh. So let me ask you this. What do you think, where is the place to prioritize? Is it our physical health or is it our mental health? Like if you're going to tell somebody to start this journey, which do they need to work on first? I'd say physically. First. See, it's 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 like what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to be in the right mental space to even go to the gym and work out. But by going to the gym, it helps you get into the mental space. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those. I, I I'd say I'd say go physical. I'd say the physical side because even thinking is thinking. Yeah. But you're still sitting there almost doing nothing. I mean, it's, it's not to say anything, but right. you know, the shallow and the deep end. I think once you get there, get your body moving on a consistent basis, the mind's going to catch up. I agree. And then I think to stay in that realm, you need the mind to step up because the body's going to always be there. The mind is right, the right, body. Right, right. But you have to start. You have to start the movement. I would agree with mm -hmm. that. I think um, there's something there's something about doing physically hard things that start to change your mind. Mm -hmm. Like you, you mentioned um, 75 hard, right? I, I did it two years ago. Oh, should I, I, I'm going to say it, and this is going to be a different type of accountability. I'm starting it again April 1st. I literally wrote it on my calendar yesterday. And I like I was different after that. Body changed a little bit. I never weighed myself, but from the pictures, I could see my body change. But that's not the greatest benefit of 75 Heart. It is what it does to you mentally. Mm -hmm. um, you just realize that you can really accomplish anything you put your mind to. You realize that. If you like, it's there's also something about sticking to a commitment right. that makes you feel a certain type of. Mm -hmm. There's a, a a pride in that, sure. right? And not a, not a not in an egotistical way. Just accomplishing. Things. It's just, just, just accomplishing. Know, I, things, I just right? did that. I did that. I so, said I was going to do it. And I did it. I think um, to physically accomplish something that is hard, it does something to help you grow mentally. And the 75 is when you mess up, you start over. You start over. How many times do you have to start over? Zero. Dang, you went through it. I you just, just I just it. refused. So two 45-minute workouts a day, one outside. Yeah. So Lots of water. One of the things with me, just like I'm, I'm planning now, right, August 1st uh, or April 1st, it, and it the planning is, part of it is getting my mind right. The other reason I picked that date, um, I have a fitness event called High Rocks coming up in, in uh in March, and I just, I just need some time after that. This is my third is time. High Rock's the one where they do the, the pull-up thing? No, so it is eight events. It's a ski erg, a roll, um, it's uh, lunges. And they do the, the, the squat jumps. The wall the balls at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, I yeah. did, I have seen those. Yeah. That's sick, those so look so fun. I've, I've done it twice by myself. Um, 
I'm going to recommend people don't do it by yourself. It's like a 400 run in between. Each it's a thousand there. meters of running in between. So it's a total of five miles. <laughs> so I did it twice by myself. It is one of the hardest things I've done. Um, but it was, it was a sense of accomplishment. Nowhere near competitive, right? It took me almost two hours both times. So it's not a competitive thing. Okay. For me, it's not the... Like nowhere near competitive. I mean, the thing no. is, you're, because you're destroying the people that aren't there. We well, the people but, but the, up, the, the, the people, there are plenty of people that are there. They do that for them to do it for a living. Like, they're going, they're Right, they're finishing in an hour. Like, there were, there were a couple people who finished in just under an hour, right? So I can't run five miles in an hour. So they're finishing the whole thing in less than time. Right. So this time around, me and a buddy, Randy, we're going to do it together. And we talked this morning. Right. The goal is not some competitive time. The goal is, hey, let's push each other through this. Let's right. Finish that thing. And let's finish it. Right. That is that is the goal. That is what we are looking forward to. But it, it's such an accomplishment. But I also know I, I, I need some time to gather myself after that because I'm sore for several days. So April 1st gives me a great starting point to get oh, mentally ready. I love that. Um, so looking forward to doing it again. If anybody wants to um, hop in it with me, once you see this this uh, post on Facebook, just just comment on there that you're going to hop in 75 with me on uh, April 1st, and we could all be accountability partners. Um, I'm looking forward to that breathwork class too on the 6th. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to that for sure. Yeah. Did change. you get your ticket already? It's on the calendar. No, it's on my calendar, but I need to go and get the ticket because it actually went up. So I got the in. early bird pricing on that, they need to lock uh, in. and I got two more people going too. Uh, I, I, guys, you don't know what we're, what we're talking about, but we're going to do a podcast on this breathwork yeah. thing. It is Another insane. Part Another part of health. Um, uh, Jenny Conley, hopefully you are listening to this podcast. We may have to bring you in on that one. She's the one who turned me on okay. to the breathwork deal. So I, I may have it. to have her on on that episode as we talk about it. Um, but, you know, we, we have some time now. We still got about 20-something minutes. And a couple episodes ago, this was the last question. But I am curious for you as we talk about health, because this may be the – the thing that helped somebody, what got you started on your yoga journey and how has it changed you? So it was an accident. I, I was going, I just went, went, took a class with some girls, uh, worked at the plantation, went in, hey, we're going to yoga, it's hot. I'm, I'm all, I was always about physicality anyways. I'd always, I, was, I was an outside kid, you know, 80s baby, right, outside right. kid. When we came home from school, we're outside. Right. To the light, street light, come on, you're back home. Uh, no questions on bikes, running around, riding, no questions about anything. Uh, so I always knew that I got bullied, was 125 pounds in ninth grade, started lifting weights, right. saw the results from that, kept that going. So I knew I would always, there was always something physical I was doing, whether it was riding my bicycle around town, playing football with friends, pick up basketball with friends, whatever. Yoga. And I didn't even know about yoga. I didn't really understand it at first because I was still that outside looking in. Never even heard of it. Just went within the first time. It was like, okay, I've heard of yoga, but right. I have no idea what they're doing in there. Changed my life as far as that feels. But when I went in there, I still went in there with the the past ignorant mind to where it's like, I'm here for the physical form only. Right. So even when they were talking in class, I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention to the breathing, literally anything. Right. I was just, hey, y'all. Is, is do, nice. do you think that's everybody? Like the first time they go in, right? It is just about the physicality in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Some, some people, some people, some. I mean, I'd say I'd, I think with yoga it's fifty fifty because you have older people that are coming to class, okay. you have bigger people that are coming to class, and I think there's some people that have been led there just for the relaxation and the restorative side of yoga. Okay. To the point where, like, hey, I'm here to breathe, I'm here to move with the breath. Right. There's so many different types of class. Like the class I did was the sculpt class, which is the hardest class. Mm -hmm. Heat with weights. 
video. Oh, yeah, with yeah, the body yeah, position, yeah. and you're moving fast with cardio thrown in there. It's insane. You're burning. You're probably doing a thousand calories at least in these classes. Okay. If, if, if you're doing them the whole way through. Right. Uh, hit a plateau. Hit a plateau in the gym. Hit a plateau in yoga. And this is the point where I was riding my bike 16 miles a day, eight miles to the gym, working at the gym 45 minutes, eight miles home, then taking a yoga class. Mm. And I just, I wasn't getting any gains. I just hit a plateau and it was like, no matter, I would in, intensify the rides, intensify the gym, take two yoga classes a day. And it, so I just started listening. And once I started listening, everything completely changed. Everything, mm. everything as far as just everything, just because. So what when you, what do you mean when you say you started listening? To the teachers, to the class, to okay. myself, yeah, to yeah, my yeah. body, to my breath. How's mm. your breath right now? Uh, where's your thoughts at right now? Because you, we we look at yoga and we think it's how flexible the body is, but yoga is really about how flexible the mind is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, and then there's also too, we think the you're using your body to get in the shapes and positions. But you're using those positions, those shapes, to get into your body. We're back to everything because yeah, yoga, you're using yeah. positions to feel where your blockage is at, where your obstacles are inside. Hey, when I was on this side of the eagle, felt good. Breath is good on this side. Balance is a little bit harder. So it just let you know for next time. Hey, let's focus a little bit deeper on that side. Right. Um, and then just dealing with the hot room with the position. Some teachers just get insane in there. Uh, just just the mental fortitude that came with it. The mental fortitude. Um, and then just like everything we're talking about, like in yoga too, they just, every day, every class, there's usually an intention for every class, a thousand percent gratitude. That's just, that's like right. a give me, gratitude. Um, but then just sharing with others, understand this community, we're not in this class for competition, we're in this class for collaboration, working together. Right. So it's just this beautiful, and then too, you just, having a conversation with somebody like, you know, I think you know how it is, when you talk to somebody with the physical fitness, anybody that's right. in, the, in that realm or in personal training or even in the health thing, it's really good to talk about their secrets, their hacks, the things that keep them going, the things that motivate them. Mm -hmm. So with yoga, is that whole, I guess, cult that follows that, that's a whole different type of person. Because yeah, it is is a different type of person that gets uh, into, like when they're in it, in it, you know what right, I mean? Right, even different type of body type, because yoga's not about the muscles for the most part. Right. But it is about finding that middle between flexibility and strength. Yoga's about moderation. Yeah. So that's what I love about it too. It's just, it's kind of felt like I've been drawn that my whole life. Um, I've had students tell me, it feels like you've been teaching yoga for a thousand years. Like this, this is literally what you do. I'm like, this is my first year. This is my second year. Right, right, right. It just, it feels, it feels like I'm home in that room. Okay. I have so much trouble charging for yoga because I'm literally getting paid to calm myself down, stretch myself out, get stronger, right. and help others as well. It, well, but but to that point, right? It's um, that that may be your gift, right? And we don't think about how our our gifts can provide for us mm -hmm. right and it, it does i mean it feels weird when you enjoy it um but it it also gives that pleasure of i feel like i'm not working right. it like that should be the goal for everybody to it's, do to to make a living doing something that doesn't feel like work so many people my father doesn't think it's possible yeah but it's it's one of those like imagine how much better the service is when somebody loves what they do um, imagine how much i tell people all the time when you have food nobody wants food from an angry uh, angry yeah, chef. Yeah, yeah you can taste that energy when yeah. you have somebody that's happy back there you go to a restaurant that cares you can see it with just even how they put it on the plate yeah when you pull your when you pull that bun off your veggie burger or burger yeah you can tell that hey this person put the cheese down nice the tomatoes and lettuce are on there it, it was just, art to them it was art and yeah. it tastes better that way it's it's a more even it's even to the palate as well yeah. like you know a, a good chef right uh, high-end restaurant for them presentation matters oh, it, oh aesthetics it, it matters That's, right because to them it's not just you're not just eating this food you're eating my food mm -hmm. well and then thing too is like even as a bartender mixologist 
it's, it's there's three senses. First, you see the beverage, so how it looks is right. number one. That's that's like the host stand. That's that's the appetizer. Like, right. how does this look? Does this look like you want to put this in your mouth? Right. Number two, as you grab it and bring it to you, you're smelling it, so you get the aromas of it. Right. And then number three, finally, the taste of it. Hmm. So it's it's three ways you're actually indulging in that in that cocktail. Right. Or like you said, it's a, a plate of food as well. Hmm. Yeah. So you know, oftentimes I'm actually kind of. Uh, envious of the yoga life, right? Like I could be on Instagram and I'm watching people do yoga and their body just looks like it feels good. So good. And like oftentimes, you know, my joints are hurt. Like I've been running to get ready for this high rocks and I'm I'm retired. I'm saying this too. I ain't never running again after <laughs> March 18th. <laughs> he said, I'm saying this too. Um, it's one of those things like I just I just don't enjoy it. Right. Right. I never enjoy running. Um, never. And yoga it's the, it's the mental challenge for me, right? Like 45 minutes in a room of like holding pot, that is hard for me. Mm-hmm. But 45 minutes to go hit the weights, I'm like, damn, is it up already? Right, right. Right. But I want my body to feel the way it did like when I first did yoga. Like my first experience was through Bikram. And I, f- yeah, so uh, sorry we're back. Sorry for that little hiccup, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, doing um, Bikram yoga, it was just such a interesting experience. And I didn't know my body could, like that euphoric feeling that came out of that. Really light feeling. Yeah. Off, like, like floating. Body just felt really, Stretch really good. Stretch your spine big time. Yeah. Spine as well. So I, I want my body to feel that way. Um, so I've, I've been doing some yoga, not enough. Um, but it, it is the thing that I want to kind of continue doing. I think as I get older, that needs to be my focus, you know, along with a couple of strength days, mm-hmm. um, is really focus on that, that, that yoga for my body. Um so as we talk about what is healthy, right? If you had to, you're, you're doing a consultation with somebody and it's like, Chris, I, I really want to get in a healthy state and you could give them maybe three to five pieces of advice. What would be the things that, that you share with them to get into a healthy space? Um, at first, first number one for me is I like to keep it simple. If, if I'm working with anybody, just keep it simple. Let's not mm-hmm. overwhelm anything. I even think with the workout, simple, simple stuff. Um, but once again, though, too, since since the change of yoga, more holistic things like getting outside, walking bare feet, mm. taking a walk. Yeah. Um, if I have personal clients, usually I have them meet me a little bit earlier before we go to the gym just to get set. I walk outside for a little warm up with some fresh sunlight, some right. vitamin D. Uh, usually we'll end the workout with kind of a walkout. How do you feel about that? Just kind of where we're setting the goals for that particular workout. And then afterwards, see how they feel after the workout, how they feel they did. Um, I'll give them an assessment of how I thought they did. It's like, did you take, were you taking directions good? Were you getting pushed? Right, right, right. Are you a little stronger in this? You need to work on this. You can do this at home. Um, organizing. Organizing your life, I think, is very, very important as well to getting healthy. Like right. simple things, making your bed up in the morning. Yeah. Making sure your house and your space is clean. Making sure your relationships are clean as well. Um, and just finding something in moderation because I think even too you can be not to say too healthy but oh yeah you could take it too far though well you can take it too far yeah yeah exactly. people, people definitely can get like OCD about it exactly yeah, 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 one yeah. Where it's, it's you're not even living life now and you're worried about this health and I think that <clears throat> if you're not present that's actually the absence of health by not being present. So yeah. I think being present is a big part about being healthy too being present being in fact no matter where you are in life Right there, I think when I start with anybody, let's accept that you're here right now. The choices you made put you here right now, but it's still a beautiful thing. Because I was going to say that earlier, too, about when I was saying the kids that go to school and say, those are my best days. We we talk about time machines going back to fix stuff, 
But if you go back and fix stuff, you must realize that you're erasing you right now. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, person yeah. that that you are right at this point in time that decided yeah. to go back and fix stuff. Some of the things deleted. Some of the things that we don't like, that we're upset about, that we're hurt about. That's really part of the journey. The fundamentals, part of your foundation. Yeah. Some of that. Some of that's part of really what made you who you are today. Yeah. You know, even like, you know, I, I talk to people who they are not working out right now, but they have a history of working out. And one of the things is like, I just, I don't want to be sore like that again. Well, like pain is part of the process, right. mm -hmm. not only in the physical, you know, instance, but in life, right? We don't, we can't go through it. We can't grow in any capacity without experiencing some form of pain, right? Like you, you can't, if I'm going to equate it to the gym, right? You can't get stronger without placing more of a burden on your body. Mm -hmm. And that burden can come in various forms, right? You may be lifting more weights, you may be working out longer, um, you may you know, have more time under tension stress, with the load, stress, stress, but stress. you have to add stress to your body okay. in order for it to respond and grow. Um, and I think that is physical and mentally, right? We grow mentally when we learn how to overcome certain stressors. Or, that, and then you just get used to it. You get used to, hey, I think that was something about Amway that I love. They would always say that they know they like to go into business and network and, and recruit people that have athletic backgrounds. Yeah. Because people with athletic backgrounds know the patience it takes to see results. They understand the journey and they understand discipline and right. consistency and commitment right. for the most part. Uh, but still, there's something else too about health that, that, that gets me. It's I love to see when people, they'll start their new gym regimen and then they'll go out and get drinks and be like, I deserve this. Yeah. I've worked for this. To me, you are not a puppy. Number one, <laughs> 100%, right? And then number two is you were drinking before you did this. You were celebrating that yeah, same yeah, way before yeah. you went to the gym. So what did you do to deserve it yeah. before? Not only do you have to work out, but there are some things you got to cut off. Right. In order in order to grow. Right. Um, and we don't realize that. Like, I think some of that is we, we overestimate what we are burning. Right. Or accomplishing and doing. And we underestimate how many calories we're eating and drinking. Right. And like how much it negates your whole workout. You're literally it's you're literally you you did a great job and now you're just putting yourself right back to where you were. And it's just I mean, because the, the effects of alcohol are just yeah insane with your workout, mentally, and, physically. And I think too often I and I and I have been guilty of this when it comes to nutrition specifically, we lie to ourselves. Yes. Oh, it's only a little bit of this. Right. Oh, I didn't eat that bad. Right. Oh, it was only this. I haven't had I only, that in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, if you wrote it down, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, and you'd that's the thing. Surprised. When you like, when we don't write it down, we don't. We're not keeping any track, so we're really walking you don't around. Want to really, you really kinda, don't want yeah, to. You we're don't walking around. How many times you had M and M's last week? <laughs> <laughs> we're walking around somewhat unaware of the damage that we've done, right? Unaware in the sense that we align to ourselves in being able to admit, like, yeah, I really shouldn't have had three slices of pizza. That that might have been a bit much. Right, and I had donuts this morning. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. mm, dang, I had donuts this morning. I had a Snickers at lunch. I had a bag of chips with my dinner. Right, I've been celebrating all day. I've been celebrating all day, but it's normal. Like that. Like the the fact that we really think that we're supposed to have dessert after every meal. We deserve it, right? We, we, de deserve, we, deserve, we deserve this. Based on what, like we, this is everything. We tell ourselves we deserve stuff based on what? A hundred percent, a thousand. Right. Man, what have you accomplished today? Like maybe when I do this high rocks thing, maybe I deserve a dessert then because I've cut it off for a period of time. Right. But I don't deserve it because I just walked three miles on a Saturday. 
Right, it's not like oh, let me go get some donuts. I got my walk in. No, that, that's not it. The gym today, so I need to. I need to. I can get Chick Fil A after this. Yeah, that's just what's the. Your, it's counterproductive. It's God's chicken. It's we should. We should. We should be. Right? It's the Lord's chicken. They're closed on Sunday. <laughs> yes, but yeah, man. Um, so it, it, as we as we kind of wrap up this episode, any other things that you want to add about about health? Ah, no, that's it. I mean, I think once again, I just think it's for every for every person. It's it's not a certain picture. It's not a certain look. It's it's not even a certain mindset. For everybody, it's different. We're eight billion people deep, and I think for you, it, it should be modified to what can be sustainable, mm-hmm. what's efficient, and then what what is it is it actually affecting you mentally? Are you liking it? Yeah. Can you can you keep this can up? Can you sustain it? Right. Yeah. I, I I think for me, the the big thing is set a realistic goal that's not based on aesthetics. And and I would also say too, do your best to get help. Get help. There's yeah, some yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some crazy in America. I don't know what's going on, but it's it's. I think I definitely would black men. Um, but it's it's like asking for help is like a sign of weakness, and that's just not the right. case because there's people out there doing it. So it it gets so much easier if you joined a group, and it didn't even have to be a physical group where you're working out. It could be a mental group to where. For example, on your phone, what are you following on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah. Are you following healthy things? Are you following things that give you hits and insight? Or are you following the baby monkey that's taking a bath? Yeah, the fight you know? videos. Right, or even the food videos where they eat the nastiest stuff on yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are you putting into your body? Mentally, physically, emotionally, audio-wise? Yeah, do a so check. I, just, I think you should do a check, and I think you should do your best to start watching foods on start watching shows on health start watching food shows on healthier food right documentaries there's so much information out there there's really no excuse yeah and i think changing one thing at a time i you know i'm a big person that thinks <laughs> i think everybody should work out in the morning uh-huh. it's just one of those it's, better. it's, it's just one of those it's better for the body and it's, it's easy to stay consistent right we as a society want it to be convenient Taking care of this temple is not, there's nothing convenient about it, right? It's hard, it's inconvenient, but it is worth it, right? Um, I remember, and I didn't read the whole article, but years ago I came across this article called uh, Your Body, the Bugatti, right? You wouldn't go put Quaker State 10W30 in a Bugatti, Right, like it, it takes special things, right? Uh, what you if we wear dirty muddy shoes in a Bugatti? Right. What if we treated our body like it was a Bugatti, and only put in it the things we knew would help it be the performance car that it is? Right. Anything, anything outside of what it needs will alter the performance of that car. Mm-hmm. And we are walking around in a consistently altered state of health and not really looking at how can I make these improvements. It's a lot of, oh, I should, I want to, I need to. I need to do that. I should have this. I would say journal as well. Yeah. Get a journal. Write down your goals for this month, this week, this year. Write down the things you can do. Write down things that resonate with you. Um, write down how you feel after a workout. That was something I really loved about yoga where went through teacher training and you, would t- you had to literally document 50 to 75 classes of your style of how you felt at the class, what things you liked about the class, and just just going even now me going back to read that it's I mean just you see anybody the out there read stuff from yourself in the past yeah. write to yourself in the future and read stuff in the past and you will see the the things that you've been through and when it comes to the physical side I would even say on top of journaling document it through pictures yeah. like we are horrible at self assessing yeah. our progress horrible. but that was my favorite thing about seventy five hard because like I didn't lose a lot of scare weight but there was a clear difference between day one and day seventy five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I had that documentation, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, ladies, I would say stay away from the scale as well. Stay away oh from yeah, the scale. yeah. The, the scale, scale is not your friend. 
the scale's a liar. Your yeah. your water weight changes. The stress in your life. The things you eat are different. Your workouts are different. Yeah. If you take the weight at a different day and different time, the effect of gravity and spin on the earth is affecting your yeah. body differently. So d- don't make any goals based on weight. Yeah. Uh, but make goals based on maybe it's distance, right? Maybe you want to be able to walk five miles in a certain amount of time. Uh, maybe you want to be able to you know lift a certain amount of weight or just stay consistently lifting um, a certain amount of weight. Maybe you want to make it X amount of days. I don't know, 75 days joining with me. Maybe you want to make 75 days of working out consistently to build that habit. Um, Whatever the goal is, focus on the things that you can control. We can't necessarily control our weight. It's going to shift from time to time. But you can control your effort and you can control your your consistency. I would lastly, and I'm just going to lastly say too, don't forget that working out doesn't have to be at a gym. Right, right, right. Going outside, dancing. When was the last time you went out dancing right. and sweated that butt off? Yeah. Dancing is working out. Walking is working out. Going hiking. Yeah. There's, they have rock climbing places now. There's all kinds of things. Going bowling. Yeah. yeah. It's not a crazy workout, but you're standing your butt up. You're walking. You're throwing something. Right. There's all kinds of different yard work. There's yeah. so, I mean, there's just so many things out there. So even, even to that point, I would say this. When people are like, oh, they have a very active job, that's great for your movement. But that is not exercise, right. right? Exercise needs to be for you, mm-hmm. right? I'm slinging these boxes at UPS, but I'm doing that for a check, right? Right? Doing the workouts, it's not the same mindset, right? Doing the workout um, is for you. So, guys, I, I do want to end with a challenge, right? Just to kind of think about and start writing down some goals that you have around your health. It may not all all be workout related. Some of it may may be nutrition. Some of it may be your spiritual health. Some of it may be your mental health. But write down some goals of things that you wanna achieve um, as it relates to your own health. Um, And secondly, don't make me do this 75 hard alone, right? Uh, Again, come come back to the polls and uh, just comment if you're in on the uh, on doing 75 hard me and let's figure out how to hold each other accountable. Uh, so thanks for your time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Do me a favor, just share it with somebody. Make sure you like our Facebook and Instagram page uh, as we look to bringing you bigger and better content it's as time moves better. on. It's only going to get better. Gonna get gonna get better. Gonna get better. Uh, we're going to grow and create a healthy podcast. Um, but thank you, everyone who has listened. Have a good day. Talk to you next time.